This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch, and this is episode one of the new season in League Two. Uh, as ever, I am joined by Danny Baker, uh, and later on, we will be welcoming our guest, Jack Maltney. Uh, we will be discussing today pre season, well, it's the season preview pretty much. So, we're going to be going through everything that's happened pre season, signings made, players gone. Uh, the new kits, which should be quite interesting. Some predictions, we'll put some predictions out there. Uh, we'll probably talk to Danny about what food I'm going to have at Plough Lane as he owes me that. Uh, and we'll go for, I think, uh, for this new season ahead. But uh, so, Danny, how are you? How are we? Good? I'm good. Last year on the podcast, how was the wedding, more importantly? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I've cool. seen the pictures. looked absolutely epic. Well, I saw your message. You put a message. Uh, Billy, one of my mates, Billy Dinney, sorted out a video message yeah. for everyone, my friends who couldn't make it. Uh, and you were one on there. Yeah, it was really good, mate. Really good wedding. It was, uh, it was hard work with kids. Yeah. Taking them to Vegas, I would not recommend anyone. And the room is true that you tried to spin one of your sons all on black. Is that right or not? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. And I come back with three more, unfortunately. Do you know what I mean? I won. Lee, while we're here, come on, talk to me about the buffets. Did you go to one? Didn't have a buffet in there because. No. No, nah, breakfast was all Denny's, mate. Oh. What about Denny? And then the, 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 the maddest thing, and I got a lot of stick out in Vegas for this, is that it was the missus fault. And oh, we went to okay. Gordon Ramsay's Fish and Chips. Okay. What, the but, airport or in Vegas? No, in Vegas, actually on the strip. He's got a it's little... everywhere, doesn't it? But I live by the seaside and have fish and chips quite regularly. And boys were like, you come all the way to Vegas and you're eating fish and chips. It's a bit sad, but it's Gordon Ramsay's fish and chips. And, you know what I mean, the wife tells me what to do now. So, I'm under the thumb. You finally learnt that. But the summer, you've been keeping all right? Are you looking forward to the season? Good. Uh no, I don't know. I'm really struggling with it, to be fair. I don't know. I think I don't, I think because we got the hangover from last year, I've still got that hangover from... So like all the players come in, I'm looking at them thinking, 
or he's going to be mustered. But I thought that last year with some of the players, and they yeah. ended up to be pony, didn't they? Uh, the the strangest one for me at the moment is uh, old Lawrence going to uh, them up the road now. And yeah, you need to let her go. Yeah, but did you see his, the funny one was his sister on Twitter. Like last year when he signed, she was like, oh, yeah, Wimbledon the Dons. All the fans were in her, on her tweets, like literally greasing her up. And then now when he goes up there, she's like, oh, now he's at the proper Dons. And then all their fans now are greasing her up. And, do you know what I mean? It's a bit, their relationship's very weird. I don't want to go too into it. But yeah, that was a weird one for me because. Absolutely fine. My son really liked him. And I think that's what annoyed me more. And if Robbo has got anything to do with it, then he's dead to me. But anyway, how, how was you and how was your summer? It was fine, mate. Yeah, finished with work, did a bit of cricket, still doing a bit of cricket. Obviously, getting time with the bubby now, which is good. My brother, actually, I'm going to give a shout out to my brother. He's on route right now from Australia. Him and his son, Teddy, uh, and my sister, Laura, they're going to their first game at Play on Saturday. So um, it's be quite cool to have like all of the bakers en masse going to the game on Saturday. Whether that's going to bring us any more or less luck, I've got no idea. So the, the um, bake, I'm just is looking be... at the different, different shades of blue on which to buy the shirt, you see. I'm going to might be... go with Dulux colour match, see if I can get one done for like the, like the I was just saying, so there's going to be a baker's dozen on Saturday then, yeah? Well, there won't be 13, but there'll, there'll be enough of us to make a racket, that's for sure. Baker's dozen's 12, isn't it? Oh, Lee. Oh, Lee, please don't. Baker's dozen's 12, and then half a Lee, dozen's Lee, six. Lee, a dozen. A dozen is 12. Yeah, baker's dozen. Baker's dozen is 13. Right, well, what's the difference between a baker and a... Well, one more. Obviously, we just had a bit. We we put one little extra donut in. The so if I go into Greg's and say I have a dozen, I bet they give me twelve. They'll give you, yeah, they'll give you twelve. But if you but make a... a baker's dozen, they'll give you thirteen. Well, and if you we... say give me a Danny Baker's dozen, they'll give you they'll give you eleven. <laughs> fair, Sue Sue who works in my local Greg's, she won't have she's been dribbling and all over the sausage roll hey, anyway. Can't be you can't knock Sue. But no, life's good, mate. Sort of um, yeah, I'm very similar to you, really. I'm a little bit apprehensive in the whole of the new season, and yeah, I think after this lethargic. Relax, relaxing conversation that we're going to have right now. Um, I'm going to feel much better come Saturday. So thank cool, you for having cool. me again. All right, and we'll get our uh, guest on, uh, Jack Morton. People might know him. He's been on our Twitter spaces that we do. Uh, he always gets involved, which is quite nice. Super, uh, Jack. super Jack Sue. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. Jack, how are you? You all right? <laughs> I'm, I'm very good, thank you, mate. Uh, thank you for having me on, first yeah. and foremost. Thank you. It's a pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Uh, is it Morty, Jack, or Mountney? Uh, it's Mountney, but Lee's got Dave, not Davison, Davison. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, not, it, it, they've got all sorts of kicking off. Not very good with pronunciation, unfortunately. That's all right. It's probably no, only, like it. it's only weakness in it's only weakness in my locker. That's uh, it. Jack, you excited for the season? You excited for uh, to start? I am. I, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, I'm just a bit apprehensive after the end of last season, but I think we. We can't dwell on that too much. I think we've got to, it's a fresh slate, it's a clean slate, and we've got to just look forward to the upcoming season. I don't want to think about it too much. Last what, do you, what do you do, Jack, in the off season? Like, are you, have you got other interests, or are you sort of like sitting there once the season finishes? You've got like Lee, you've got a week, and it's like, right, come on, come on, let's go again. Well, I try, I did get to some cricket this, uh, Good like, pre, uh, England game, uh, yeah, football. Obviously, when we finished, some non-league was still going on. So I went to go and watch non-league. And then women's Euros just gone. I managed to see a couple of games there. But apart from that, it's just looking at transfer rumours, really. That's no, why. It's, it is endless, <laughs> isn't it? It's, yeah. I mean, Lee's sort of like... It, I, I kind of don't have any engagement with anything until sort of the beginning of July. 
but the the incessant on a half hourly basis to check Twitter for are we linked with some random Greek bloke or some random bloke from a random club? It is just I love it. I absolutely is, love it. Since I started doing this, I get literally messages, loads of messages. We're linked with this player, linked with that player. And I just feed the information out. And to be fair, we were we got huddling correct. We knew that yeah. before anyone else. Do you know what I mean? We are literally the Poundland Richard Cawley. Do you know what I mean, really? Do you know what I mean? He breaks the big big news and we give him the little news. But, well, the big news with uh, huddling. So we got one right this season. That's it, really. But uh, That was the tall news with huddling. I'm I'm not excited. I'm the football don't really, but I'm I'm more excited. Like I'm going to Hartlepool away on the sixth of August. Oh yeah, is that one of the grounds you've not been to? It's one of the games I've not been to, and I'm taking my boy. He's 13 now, and he wants to come away. So it's the first time he's coming on the train with me and the lads and stuff like that. So I'll be Can I ask a quick game. question, Lee? Nothing yeah, major, but the train fees with obviously all the energy crisis and the financials. <laughs> I looked the other day. You don't and really I was know terrified. I don't know. I don't want to know how much. Has it been that hijacked? Have you looked at it? It just I, looks horrendous. Uh, well, I know with, a, I think, two together rail cards, get to Hartlepool return was like 76 quid each, which... Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I, I mean, paid, for me and my boy, I've paid £85 to get from London to Hartlepool. I've also paid 20 quid to then get from Southend into London. So before I've even bought my match ticket, spent money on drinking food, I've already done 100 quid. God, that's Do you know what I mean? It's and I'm looking at, I'm probably going to go to Stockport uh, and that's going to be 58 quid for me and him, which ain't too bad. That's a, a family and friends uh, rail card. So that's not too bad, 52 quid. But you know what I mean? Some of them are literally ridiculous. I think when they first come out to Stockport, were £146 for train fares. And it's like, I don't think people like, me and mates do it like 50 quid for two of us ain't bad. I think they're paying £44.75 each. I think it is. And we, the thing is, we're not even going straight. That's not direct train either. We have to change at crew, I think it is. So we have wow. to go to crew, change, and then get a train from crew to stop. When you put into the fact they've got the strikes on Saturday, I think there's problems yeah. with, with the trains on Saturday with the Chillingham game. It just, I was looking today because obviously me and my mates are looking at which games to go to. I drive, so it doesn't bother me too much. I'm going to go to the Mansfield game uh, in midweek. But I was looking at which games I really want to go to. And I was like, I'd love to go to Salford. I'd love to go to Carlisle because my mates got to spend in Carlisle. But oh, then I looked great. at the price of the train. I was like, oh my God, like just before you've even gone. Thing is, Carlisle hasn't, yeah. Carlisle uh, cheap tickets haven't been released yet because I know a few of my mates are looking at it. I'm going I'm to probably miss Carlisle because I'm going to go Bradford the week after. Because oh, okay. we've, we've got Carlisle away on the 17th and then we've got Bradford away on the 24th. So if you go to both, you know you're spending a couple hundred quid. You cut like probably more than that. It's probably about three, four hundred quid for both. So I've had to pick one or the other. And a few of my mates from Essex want to come to a game, and it's only weekend they've got free. So I'm going to take them up to Bradford. I know a few of the Bradford fans. It's always a good laugh. Epic. Jack, come on, let's come to a foot match. Where are we going? Bradford. What? Well, they they love it. They love it. Like as I said, this would I probably this is going to probably be 77, 78 knocked off. But it's what me. I'd go watch football all across Europe as well. The guys yeah. in Essex and. Uh, I don't, there's a team called Victoria Cologne, they're a little team in uh, Cologne, and they're playing uh, Bayern Munich in like the Carabao Cup or Johnson Pay, something like that. Oh, wow. And they usually get about 8,000 at home, I think, maybe less than that. And uh, they're playing Bayern Munich, so they've moved it to the FC Cologne Stadium and they've sold 45,000 tickets. Whoa. So it's a Wednesday night, so I had a look, see if I maybe get it through the missus to go to Cologne for the night. It's 25 quid for my flight. £20 for a match ticket and I could get a room for 20 quid. Right. So I could go to Cologne and watch a German... Are you going to go? I don't think I can go Hartlepool, Cologne, Bradford. 
Mate, yeah. sack one of the sack Hartlepool off. Well, on. I've never been Hartlepool, and I've got to tick them off, mate. You know I me, mean? I'm a groundhog. Oh, Jack, do you go many games? Are you looking at the game? Like, I know we're talking about the pre season, the season coming up. Do, do you have a look at the fixtures and go right there? The ones I've got to tick off, the ones I've not been to. Uh, well, it's just a lot of grounds I haven't been to, but obviously, you got the I don't know what the fascination is with Barrow this season, but I know uh, Barrow's gonna be a massive turnout. Um, yeah, you've got the likes of Carlisle, which is just the furthest away one, isn't it? So, obviously, that's one you want to tick off the list. Um, but just even like going to grounds like Leighton Orient, London Derby, that'd be a nice one to go to. Um, yeah. But I'll try and get to as many as I can. Just See, Barrow, I've been, I did Barrow when we first went up and we played Barrow and it's, it's a long, long old day. You have to go to Lancaster first. Uh, apparently, it's the, the worst Christmas tree I've ever seen in my life is at Barrow. Uh, it's literally just mud and they put a few baubles on it. It was unbelievable. Uh, and then also you sing the song, Where's Your Famous Bags of Shit? Because apparently you go in your way and then, then they throw bags of shit at you. I think oh, it happened right. to one of the teams. Never happened to us, thank God. No, uh, it's one of them places as well where you go past people's living room and their TV is literally the whole of their wall where they've got a 60-inch TV, but their ass is only about 70 inches wide. It blew my mind. And uh, Barrow, yeah, good. Orient, I love Orient. That's a great one again. Uh, and I'm going to tick off. I've never been to Colchester, but Colchester's a bit shit because new, it's... New uh, ground. It's relatively new ground, isn't it? Well, it's not in the centre as well. So you, you have to get to Colchester. You drink around Colchester and it's going to be cabs to the ground. If you drive, oh, right. it's a piece of piss because it's just off the A12. Yeah. But if you're getting a train up there, it can be a bit bit annoying. But Harrogate's a big one for me this year. I think I'm going to have to do Harrogate no matter what that costs, really. Salford would be a good one. Hopefully we can cane the 92 and give them a load of stick. Uh, what else is there to do? I've done quite a lot, to be fair, in my 40 years of watching the dance. There are. I mean, to be fair, a lot of them, are, like you said, a lot of them are done. It's just that those ones who are relatively new. Obviously, for for me, Sutton is literally around the literally around the corner, um, and that's New Year's Day, I think. Or, yeah, Sutton's away. You're going to go in the ballot for it, then? Yeah? Well, yeah, I'll just yeah, I'll just rock up. They just show my face. I probably know who exactly who I am. Um, <laughs> but I try to avoid like some of the ones I've been to, like Crawley. I hated going there before. I'm not going again. I'm going. Um, but Carlisle, yeah, I think I'm looking at Carlisle. I'm looking at um, Salford. Christmas, we're looking for a, a jolly up, but we've only really got the Steven, Stevenage, which is not a particularly good one. Yeah, I'll go Stevenage because um, I've never been. And then I think after that, we're, I'm not going to do Gillingham. I'm going to probably look at Barrow, the 25th, Harrogate, the 7th. Um, and then obviously to see the promotion push on the last day of the season. Who have we got on the last day? Greens Grimsby. Away. There we are. Blundell Park. Three points to go see, up, lads. You've heard it one, here first. The, the one I recommend to anyone, and if you're a single lad, it's even better, is Doncaster. Doncaster. Yeah, that was like, a good night out. That was that was unbelievable. Sorry, that was it was like a tr- I've never been, but the boys we went said it was like a Tuesday night and it was like a Friday night there. All the girls are dressed up, the karaoke bars are all round. It's just mental, like so that's one I'd like to tick off this year. But Doncaster was yeah. I think last I went the year when Mitch Pinnock he scored a really good goal over there. We lost three, lost two one in the end. But yeah, that's quite a, that is quite a good ground, actually. Right, anyway, let's move on from that. Let's talk about pre-season. How do we think, Jack? I'll start with you first. How do you think pre-season has gone? Are you I, we said on the Twitter spaces of, I think, last week, I think we're undercooked. What's your feelings? Uh, I think for any team, really, pre-seasons, I don't think you should read too much into it because I don't think it correlates much to what will happen in the season. I think the Oxford game was the only real positive sign that I took from it that we managed to... Because they, they weren't playing a friendly. It was a, it was a, a game where people were going at each other. So it's just... I think it 
I think that's the lineup that JJ wants to go with, and it shows that we can hold a team that battered us 4-0 away last season to a 0-0 draw, which, if going to take a positive from that game, it would be that, wouldn't it, really? But I, I do agree, we're, I think we're still a few people short, and we're a couple of weeks behind where we need to be going into the season on Saturday, in my opinion. Okay, Dan, what do you think? I don't really buy too much into performances in pre-season because it, for me, it's simply around minutes and trying to build up some sort of team spirit. Um, but at the same time, I know we're talking about transfers. I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's a shame that we haven't had um, a few more matches against relatively similar opposition. So we've got a good gauge because Ipswich, Ipswich, Oxford, um, yeah, uh, the nil-nil sounded good. I know we, know we saved the penalty. But um, yeah, I'm, I don't, I haven't left pre-season thinking, right, we are bang on it. But I do think that's because I feel like we have been almost waiting for this Rodoni deal to come through to get Huddling in. Because I think that was a big hold-up anyway. I think we were desperately waiting for whoever we were going to sell Rodoni to. Um, I was always wait. I thought we would get someone back. So I thought that the fact that we've gone to Huddersfield and they've got Huddling, I think, was a good bit of business for both parties. Um, I just, I, like, like you said, though, I just feel like I don't know whether we're, we're undercooked in terms of the players that we've got. And I'm sure on Saturday, JJ has got a, a lineup that he's got sorted and I think it'll be OK for us. But I do feel that from a squad perspective, we're still three short. And that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the main worry I've got. See, my, my worry, and it was the same worries last year, was where, where did the goals come from? I know that Davison's come in uh, and SL probably be them two up front. But they've only played one game together, which was Oxford. So we're now hoping that at the start of the season that they build a partnership straight away and they click straight away and they can get goals. I know Asal, I think Asal will score goals. Uh, but yeah, it's all, all on Davison if he's gonna if he's gonna link in well. Apparently he's the one that gives hundred percent, it will do a lot of running. But Asal does that as well. So will we miss the man in the middle if we go two up front? We can't have them both running like hundred percent, you know what I mean? We need one to come off and stuff. I know JJ will sort that out, but yeah, I've, I'm a bit disappointed with the fact that we had to wait for the Rodoni deal before we had to start making moves because of my understanding, I don't know if it was just me or if many other fans felt this way, that we had a competitive budget. We were going to get a bit of business done early doors and then the Jack Rodoni money would then lift us up a little bit more to get a couple of bigger targets. Just felt like to me that we didn't have a competitive budget. We got two players in and then we're like, shit, we've, we've run out of budget pretty much. We need to get Rodoni over the line. Do you know what I mean? Let's get Huddling, who I'm not 100% sure on next season if he'll be what we need or what we think he's going to bring. He only played five games for Solihull and they spent that money very wisely bringing in the, uh, is it the Maystone strike or the Maidenhead striker? They brought in a very good player for a lot of money. I, I just don't know at the moment. I think it could take us five games to get going. And does JJ have that time? I know you're going to say yes, but after last year, if we go five games which could be without winning and stuff like that, it then leads on from last season again. I think that just depends though. And I don't know, I don't know how you feel about it, Jack, but I think it just depends on from a fan's perspective, what our aspirations are. And I don't want to, again, I don't want to tread on all over this podcast, but if our aspirations is to consolidate, get some good young players ready to go, get some decent guys fit and ready to have a decent punt, but not, not necessarily put ourselves in the top seven or eight, then we, he has got time. If if the aspiration and the and the, the genuine thought of the club is we need to go up this year, then he doesn't have five games. But I don't know what you think, Jack. Well, I think that last season the 
kind of ambition of trying to get our highest points tally in League One was a bit of a, for <laughs> me, it's just a bit too much of a, an ambition to go for. I, I do think the season's going to be a transitional season. I, it could go really well and we could go straight back up or we could just simmer down in mid-table. But I think, yeah, the players that we've bought in do need time to settle in, especially like Davison and Hudlin, who I know is probably a couple of weeks behind on fitness because he hasn't been in pre-season because I think he finished the season late with Solihull. So, and even more names coming in. We just need people to settle in, which will be difficult when the season's already started, I think. But I think it's a transitional season, definitely. No, I, I agree. And I think uh, if you talk to a lot of people about League Two, people like Sam Elliott, I spoke to quite a lot, and he comes on and he, he does the, the Twitter spaces sometimes. If you speak to him, the la- it's the last few months of the season in League Two that are the big ones. I think if you look last year, I think it was it Bristol Rovers were well out of it at one point. Mm. Uh, and they just went on a run and then got into the automatics by winning 7-0. They nearly got into the playoffs, but they won 7-0. What well, mad that would be, wouldn't it? Winning, you had to win 7-0 and you win 7-0 to get automatic promotion. Uh, it's a tough league this year. If you look at some of the business teams are doing it, I've looked at, we, we got asked to predict who we thought would go up for a couple of the, the papers and a couple of the other places that uh, do this kind of what thing. Did you say? Me, I said Crawley. I think Crawley will go up. I think the amount of money they're spending and they've got not the uh, Newport striker Newport, who scores yeah. the most goal. I, I think they're doing quite good business and they've got money in reserve as well. Uh, I think Walsall will go up. I think they're doing some good business. Uh, and Bradford automatically, again, again, they've got a big, big budget for our league. I, I didn't, no one's predicted Salford this year, so I don't know. No, I was going to ask you about that. I, that they, they sort of... I'm not saying they've hit the limit or anything like that, but it'd be interesting to see. But they've lost Henderson to uh, back to Rochdale, hasn't they? Back to Rochdale, yeah. On a fr- he's I mean, about he's sixty, so. But the thing that'd be interesting with them is obviously you've got Gary Neville when they're talking about doing stuff in the community. It'd be fantastic to know if again this year, if it doesn't quite work out, have they are they in it for the long haul, or is it a case of right? Do you know what we've done our bit. You've you've got what you've got. Almost similar to the Crawley bloke who brought all the money and brought them through, and then went, yeah, I'm bored of this. It'll be interesting to see if they don't. Have a decent go this year, whether or not um, whether or not they'll stick around. The thing about Salford, you've got to remember, Danny, is though the ninety-two are not putting their own money into that club. No, but they're going to be. They're obviously so they the are geezer, associated with it, aren't they? Yeah, they're associated with it. But the yeah. geezer who's got the money has got billions. David so, Lim, is it? David yeah, Lim? the geezer owns Valencia. That sounds yeah. like the dark player. Well, the dark player, yeah, he, he done well. <laughs> with the, he, he got that one eighty on TV. That's how he made his money, but. Uh, yeah, I think. Remember, you got to remember. I don't, it's a tough. It's a tough league to predict. I really do. I think people are predicting like Hartlepool, Colchester, Harrogate to get relegated this but where year. Where do you think then, um, Lee? Come on, I know we're going to drift to it, but where? What? What? What are your aspirations? Where do you think? My aspirations. Where, no, no, stop you. Well, let's go to Jack. Jack, go on. What? What's your aspirations? What do you think? Rude. Uh, well, really. Well, in a in a dream world, I'd love to go straight back up. Uh, I would. That, I think that is. After last season, that would probably fix a lot of heartbreak for fans. That had to but do you want to go back straight back up, Jack? Having been through the last five years of yes, like well, coat hanger every single game, are you happy to go back up? Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, if we've if JJ's bought in these players, and I know a couple like Hudlin's on loan, but if we if he's bought in these players and they perform as a team, which is I think we what we missed last season, it wasn't a team, it was individuals. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think I think mid-table pushing for promotion would be my aspiration, but I would not be 
I would not be upset if we just simmer mid-table for the whole season because I think it's transitional, 100%. I've got a question for you both then. What about become, would you be happy with us becoming a yo-yo club? So we finish third this year, get all mad promotion, and then we finish third from bottom again next year. So and then we go like there's a lot of teams that are doing that. If you look at the league, I can't I can see Cheltenham going down next year from League One, and they would have only spent one league one year in League One. I can see possibly Exeter have done no business at all, I don't think. So they, they could go down from League One. Would you would you be happy being a yo-yo club for a couple of years as we get the stadium paid off? So we go into League One, we have a couple of days out at Derby and things like that, and then we drop back into League Two. Because my aspirations, Dan, asking my, that question to myself, would be I want to win the league every year. Every, every year we go into a league, I want to win it. I don't know why football's changed so much that people are so scared of winning things. You look at, well, not scared, but it's like, look at the premiership. You ask Man U fans now what they want to do. Oh, can we get to the top four? Man U should be going for titles, even if they're playing against the Man City. So I, I want us to win League Two next year. I don't care who's in that league. I want us to win it. I want us to put a team together that we can win it. But my head, I think, says that we are going to be mid-table at the moment with the squad that we currently have. I think the challenge for me is if you're if you're going if you're going to get promoted, and again I, I should have I saw some feedback of ours about trying to do some research before you come on, and with a little one it's been difficult. But I wanted to look at the teams that have gone up automatically. How many of them have got relegated the next year? We did. That. I don't think that'll be many. Whereas the playoff team, I think would. So the challenge I've got is I feel like if you're genuinely going to go up, you've got to have, if you're going to go up automatically in the, as in one of the top three, we need a League One team. I don't think you go up. I think you need a League One team to get promoted to League One. And I don't think we're anywhere near that. So we, we, we put together, Joe put together a little uh, graphic of where are they now? Teams relegated from League One in the last five seasons. Okay. So Coventry are now in the Championship. Yeah, but no, no, but did they go up in the playoffs or did they go up automatically? Oh, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't bad. I'm just saying, saying where they are. That's a different question. You've got, to look, you've got to look at where these teams are now. Yeah. And you think like the Scum, Plymouth, Bolton Wanderers, Bristol Rovers, and Port Vale are all in League all One. All in the league above, yeah. League Two, you've got Northampton, Swindon. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Bradford, Walsall, Rochdale. Yeah. Uh, and then in non league now, you've got Oldham, Scumfork, Chesterfield, Southend, and then expelled, you've got Berry. Right. I mean, okay. but you look at Oldham, Scunthorpe, Chesterfield, and Southend. Your yeah. basket case, maybe Southend, not so much basket case. They just had a really terrible time. But yeah. Oldham, Scunthorpe, for sure, a basket case. They could, I reckon, Scunthorpe could go under in the next couple of years. Do you know what I mean? So I think we should be looking, maybe, as I said, the next couple of years being a yo yo club until oh. we get the debt paid. But is anyone worried about relegation? Uh, not in League Two. There's only two teams that go down. Like you've got to be really, really shite to go down in League Two. Like you, it's out of how many teams? Twenty-four. Is it twenty-four in League Two? I feel like to go down yes. from League Two, you've not only got to like be you've crap got to on be the pitch, dreadful. you've got to be crap off it. I yeah, feel like, like you've got to have well, to. Well, don't speak too quick, mate. No, no, no. But what I mean is, you there are you often. It's not like the worst. It's often it's one club is in a in dire straits or there's ownership troubles, etc. Which yeah. is. Yeah, like Jack said, I, I don't I don't worry about getting relegated, but I don't see us this year being anywhere near the shake-up, anywhere near it. Because I don't I just don't think we've got many League One players left um, in that squad. Sorry, Jack. That's all right. Uh, well, like just going back to your yo-yo kind of question, is it financially viable in League Two to League One to? Because I know Fulham are the 
probably best example of doing that and Norwich. Like the the parachute payment into Premier League and Championship is probably worthwhile to do it. But is the League Two, League One parachute payment or however they do it, is it financially viable to do be a yo-yo club? Do they, do, I mean, do they even do parachute payments down there? No, not in our league, I don't no. think we do. So no, it's just, no. I'd, I'd rather, kind of, if we stay in League Two, which I think we probably will, we're not going to go down, but building... Go on. Sorry, Joe, your point there, sorry, regarding money, I think going into League One, even just for a season, would be beneficial with regards to who we'd be playing. If you look at League One, say mm. Ipswich, you've got the Ipswich, like now, look at this year's League One, Derby, Ipswich... Uh, who else are in there now? Wednesday. Big. Wednesday. Charlton's. Do you know what I mean? We, we, we're we going to have teams coming to us now, like the Barrows, the Colchesters, are only going to bring about three, 400. Mm-hmm. Well, we used to have people bring, wanting to bring 4,000 down. I think that's a big jump. And as I said, being a yo-yo club, right, we, one year we make quite a nice bit, the next year we go down and we kind of... Do you not think, but... though, that's a little bit weird, though? Our, our sort of model is going to have to be until we've paid off all of the debt which could be till god knows when to get young players coming into the squad and then looking after them for a number of years and then selling them on by asal Rodoni. Yeah. if we're yeah. going to go from league two up to league one and then down again for my my challenge would be the players like osu or, or let's use jack curry or bendel or robinson or ajay hersey for me for them to go from League Two after one one year going up to League One, where the reality of it is they're probably not ready, so they're not going to play. So then they go on loan not to League Two, but they probably go down a league. I don't know whether that's the best use or the best philosophy that we could take, or but, we go, we're going to have a two-year or a three-year cycle. You guys are going to play for three years. And on year three, we're going to be good enough to go up, we'll sell you off, and then we'll be blunt. But Danny, our team last year wasn't that bad. If we, we were one strike oh, away Lee, from staying. Lee, Lee, listen, Lee, listen, listen, listen. No, but listen, mate, it was the Let lowest me... points total to get relegated. Yes. We hadn't won since December. Come on. It was embarrassing. And as I said, I would have got rid of them My all. But if you been born in December, she hasn't even <laughs> seen us win yet. If you I mean, think about it, fast. we were one good striker away from staying in League One. Of course we were. And we had right? him, we sold him. No, no, he wasn't that good, mate. Come on. Yeah, he, he scored enough goals. If we had replaced him instead of Cosgrove and we replaced him with something decent, we would have stayed in League One. Correct. That's that's 100%. Yeah, but we didn't. That's what I mean. But that's what I'm saying. So Jack Curry comes in. Look at Rodoni has been with us. He's had, what, one good season with us? Like not. But remember, other than well, that, we've struggled all the time. But that, that's the point I'm making, is that last year, the league was so poor that there were six terrible football teams in that, in that list. Staying up, staying up last year isn't a well done. It's like no, there are four teams that are absolutely horrible. And yes. well done, Fleetwood. You stayed up because our goalkeeper made a massive boo. But, but the reason we went down is because off the pitch we didn't know how to sack a manager when he should have got sacked earlier. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, and we did loads of stuff that was incorrect. I'm just saying at the moment. I know what you're saying about our philosophy, but if we have to, I, I want us to go up straight away. And if that means then we might struggle and then get relegated in, but go straight up again, it, it might have to happen for a good couple of years club, because, okay, because four teams go up from League Two. I, I get that. Big... From a club perspective, what is what right now, and this is where we're at, we're at a real big crossroads as to what decision we want to make. Are we as a club more focused to accelerate the debt payment, make sure we've got all of our players up and running, selling players off, a sale, McCormick, etc to pay that off so we can accelerate further or is it to pause on that as much and put as much money into the club to get promoted to League One? I, I, that's the two 
decisions for me, in my opinion. I don't know if Jack feels different or not. Where do you think, Jack? Do you think we should stay, get rid of, just pay the pay the loan off as quick as possible, and then when we've got a sustainable amount of money, go and really push for it? Or do we just go, do you know what, sod it, we're going to keep pushing regardless? Uh, I think you've got to find the middle ground because obviously there's danger of not overspending, but if we spend the money that we got from Rudy on players and it doesn't work out this season, you could see a lot of problems that clubs have that overspend. Like Sheffield Wednesday, they're going all out spending money to try and get up the season. If they don't, then their financial situation is dire as it is. They're in big trouble. So it's kind of, we need to find that middle ground of utilising the academy more, which I think we do well, but I think the academy is the core to our long-term success while we still have this debt uh, like hanging over us. And I think it's, yeah, the, the middle ground of, I don't want to go all out and spend all the Rudy money, even though we do need to spend it, uh, like in different areas, whether that's paying off the like loan or the debt we have. But I think, yeah, it's just finding a middle ground. I don't want to spend everything and just, we don't go up and it goes wrong. But I'd also like to save it and utilise it in, bringing players through the academy and investing in the academy maybe more because I think there's a lot going on in the academy that can be improved more because yeah. it, it does very well for us. So, no, I agree. I, 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 I see your points, but I still think, I don't think we're going to overspend. I really don't. I just look at our squad now and I think actually we're probably two or three away from actually pushing to get an automatic place or a playoff place. And if we've got that, so if we got in the playoffs, then would you then turn around and go, come on, play our weaker team because we don't want to go up yet? It's not part of our two or three year plan. You're you're never going to say that. But what I'm saying is if you're saying, you know, if you can, I know football's a very weird game, but if you said quarter of a million is enough money to go up automatically, 150,000 as a wage bill, as an example, just putting a number, I'm not saying it's the exact number, 150,000 guarantees your survival. Do we as a club go, we're going to put our budget at the higher end of the league, of a league number to try and go up, but we have this debt for longer? Or do you say, we're going to try and maximise what we've got? We're going to keep our young players in who are probably not quite ready yet. Look, Zach Robinson, Curry, Bendel, the list goes on. They're going to eventually, hopefully, be better. We're going to back our youth coaches to get them, get them there, but we're going to pay our debt off in six years rather than if we hunt for promotion at a higher budget and it pay off in nine years. Which which way would we go? Now, Jack's right. In a, in a perfect world, you kind of try to find a middle ground. But the reality is, it as a, as a football club, we've got people like you, Lee, who want to go up, which is absolutely fine. You've got people like me who I don't want to... I want a year away from League One and just enjoy it. And if we, if our young players are good enough to go into League One, then fantastic. But I'd look at my the squad... With so many gambles, so many unknowns, so many people who've been on the bench here and not done much, so many guys who are 33, played 10 games in the championship, I don't think we're in a position to go into League One and stay there. And I feel like rather than going up and think we'll just get up, I would like us to be in a position, because I felt genuinely, last thing before I pass you, Lee, I did feel like when we went up in the playoffs, when we had um, Akinfemwa, Taylor, Elliot, Robinson, Bullman, Ruse. I just felt Barry Fuller, I felt that team was good enough to compete in League One. I don't think we're going to have that with but this then, But then when we did that have that team, there was no middle ground because we overspent money that we shouldn't have spent. And then we got up and it hasn't helped us since. 
because we overspent. We put too much money into the budget and we should maybe not have had Akin Fenwa or we should have had Lyle instead. Or do you know what I mean? We yeah, overspent yeah. at that time. But no, I totally agree. I, like, not being really, if we finish mid-table this year, I think I'd still be happy as long as we're getting some performances. If we get the same kind of football that we had last year, that's when I think I'll turn in and go, right, this is awful again. Because some of the performances we had last year would become just awful to watch. And Jack, I don't want Jack's that. Right, Jack, Jack's bang right. You've got to kind of get it in the middle ground because we've got a lot of fans yes. who've put a lot of money in who have, so far since we've been at Plough Lane, have seen a building site, have seen inadequate services, difficult service relationships, season tickets, kit, blah, blah, blah. Then to get relegated, having had a difficult season, you could understand where the club might go. Do you know what? We've just got to put, we've, we've got yeah, to have a but good we got, product on the pitch. And I get that. That's the thing. And the, the one thing I was going to say to you, I know we've been going on for quite a little while, so we need to wrap it up very soon. But one thing I thought of is the, the year we had Wally, you know, when Wally done a great escape, pre-season well, has been quite dull with who we played. I don't know why we picked to play Oxford, which was one of the worst decisions I think we could have made in pre-season, bringing old fat boy back. Most people can't stand. I know he's JJ's friend and we just got to get used to it. But one of the best things, and I say this all the time I've ever done, is go and watch Wimbledon play abroad and go into Frankfurt. There's a big, in my opinion, this is my opinion, people say it ain't true. There's a disconnect between players and fans. And the one way that could have been repaired a little bit is you take the boys away to a European trip, Germany, Prague, anywhere like that. You let them have their hair and you let them play a couple of friendlies where the results don't matter because everyone in the stands is usually blattered anyway. But we sat, when we went to Frankfurt, we sang our hearts off. We were in the turns. Like, everywhere we could sing, we were singing. The players, like, we waited. We high-fived them. We kind of then got the season going where we were like, I know it didn't turn out great, but we had that back with the fans. I, don't, I think that's one thing we need to look at going forward is not having pre-season home. I know it brings in a little bit of money, but we're only opening like a quarter of the ground anyway. Take the boys away for a weekend to Germany like we did. Get the fans over there. The fans will love it. Talk to the players. Do you know what I mean? And have have some fun. I guess it's just... A, I guess it's it's just cost. A cost. Yes, yeah. cost. Yeah, and it's cost. Like you, you, if you want, to, you want to connect with the fans, the one thing you want to do is be in a position where the fans can be there. If you play... You play, I don't know, Watford at home. You've got everyone in the, in the ground who are Wimbledon fans. If you're going to go to... Dusseldorf away in a friendly sounds great, but you're not going to get them. I, I, I'll tell you now, I'd go Dusseldorf for two games for two nights, then watch Watford. I know you will. I know you. I know. Will, I know. I know but... what you're saying about fans, Jack. You want yeah. to say something quickly? Well, even just I think before Palmer left, I think there was the talks of going on to the US for a pre-season tour, and I think that was quickly just halted when uh, Robbo left. But even then, it's just I can see what you mean about disconnect like not yeah. many people are going to fly out to the US to I, I know a couple would but I mean there's a difference between a European and a, a North American kind of pre-season isn't there for a club <laughs> that's just been relegated or wasn't looking too good at that time so I do agree with Lee's point of we've just got to get the, the fans back engaged with the players whether that's yeah. results on the pitch and just just how the team plays like there's nothing worse than going last season and just seeing them not putting 110% in like they we know they can or they, we know they used to, like, like well, the Great Escape season, you know. It's just, it's very much, diff I can understand why it's difficult for some fans to relate to the team like before, like than before, because it's, you do feel kind of distance when it's very much, 
the players distancing themselves from the fans, especially when we lose, not Me- coming over and just even after the was it crew when they didn't come over and it's just very much I can see fans discontent with that. For, for, for me, Jack, it was the point of the, the like the end of the season. I know you have to have the end of season awards and stuff like that, uh, but we've just been on a 27 game without a win, and the players are standing there looking really sheepish. They didn't want to be there at the end of the at the game in at Plough Lane. The fans didn't really want them to be there. No one really wanted to be there, and it was just like it's, it's, it, we had to get that we have to get that connect back. And you speak to many people now, and there's not a lot of people that are overly excited. You'll get the people that are obviously missing their football and stuff, but no one's really excited about the season. I don't just can't, even now talking to you two, I just don't, don't see that. Can't wait for Julian Irma. Can't wait to get down and watch the boys again. It's like, yeah, it'd be good. But when we come back, we'll try and get, we're going to go little break. And then when we come back, we'll try and get some excitement by talking about some of the new signings that we've made and which ones we think will be player of the year and, and stuff like that. So we'll come back in a minute. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Back and we're going to be discussing the new signings that we've made. We've kind of gone over the players that are left, so we don't really need to delve into that too much. But the new signings, is anyone excited for some of our new signings? Who, who we signed? We signed Pierce, Gunter, uh, Paris Maghoma, yeah. uh, Hudlin, David, Davison. Anyone else? That's just a five, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, not even new sign. If we want to get excited, is there any players you're excited for, like the Jack Currys, the Bendles? But yeah, come on in, boys. What, what do you think? We'll start with you, Jack, again. Uh, well, I think Curry pre-season, uh, I know a lot of people have been ranting and raving about him. Uh, obviously, after being Southern Com- or Conference South last year, getting into Young Team of the Year, that's a good sign. But I think he will start this this season as our left wing back. I think we do need to bring in someone to be competition, like with Osu. Still hasn't signed his contract. I think he's taken a bit too long. So yeah, whether he signs or not, doesn't really bother me. Um, but yeah, Gunter and Pierce, two kind of generals, or Pierce Moore general at the back, which I think is what we missed. Hennigan was good, but he wasn't that natural born born leader that I think we craved at the back um, and then yeah you've got Hudlin again just a bit unproved at this level and then Davison it, I think the Charlton signings I'm a bit reluctant on because JJ's brought them in knowing them it's, it's rather not um, them being brought in because it's on merit kind of thing obviously they're good players I'm not, I'm not discrediting them at all but it's, if it was more it's who you know what not what you know not not in a disrespectful way, obviously. I'm sure they're great players, but it just seems, yeah, it doesn't seem that they're going to be the players that we first had in our shortlist, like the Hiltons or et cetera. But, um, yeah, I'm very looking forward to them playing. And? Um, I, I, it depends on, it depends, again, it depends on the player that we're getting. Pierce is a good player for Millwall, but he only played dozen or so games from my understanding and mate of mine is a Millwall fan said he's fantastic in the dressing room would be a really good leader but again do we have another Darius Charles on our hands we don't know Gunter looks like a good player has played a lot of football but at the same time you have you wonder at his time of his career going down to Wimbledon is that going to impact him 
a big thing as well that's going to be coming out as a World Cup. We obviously have two weeks off. He will potentially be in that Welsh squad. You then go into people like Hudlin and Davison and Magoma. It's, I think the challenge for me is is trying to almost rebalance myself because in my head I'm thinking, right, when we're in League One, who do we buy, the kind of player, the kind of club, and redressing that rather than looking at, oh, wow, we've got this player who was at Rangers. I know it's Mabuda who was crap, but, wow, it was Watford or, you know, now, no, no, he was at Swindon last year. And it's just kind of managing our managing our expectation. Of all of the guys, I'm actually more, look, at, I'm, I'm, I think it's, Big seasons for us in, as a club, anyway. Bendel will be interesting to see whether he is someone that is actually going to be the player that we have been told about in a very, very competitive position where the likelihood is there's going to be two from four or even five players competing for the same kind of position. I think that will be interesting. Um, I also think it's massive seasons for people like Nightingale, who last year we were like, well, we probably would have bombed it out. He signed a big contract. He's gone down. He's someone that we're looking at thinking, you are going to be a good League Two centre-back. If he doesn't have the year that he wants, he now slips into non-league. So I think there's quite a few players who are in a in a quirky position. McCormick, I think, has got a massive first three or four months. He will definitely be looking for a move in January, I think. The same with Asal. If he's going to be the player, he's looking at Rodoni. And the one thing that I would say is looking at Rodoni's move, every young player must be thinking, wow, there is a route here. Huddersfield were, you know, right, the, right near the top of the championship last year. Mm. He's gone straight in there. Yes, they haven't got a manager, but that is where our players are going to. So I think it, I'm excited for the younger players rather than the newbies. But at the same time, I think it's because it's probably one of the first times I've, I've, I've very little information or knowledge about any of these guys. Um, and the senior pros, if they're fit, they're going to be great. But are they going to be fit? I think Darius Charles last year sort of stung me a little bit. So I'm kind of excited, but I'm more excited to see Curry left back, Bendel, um, to see how good this Jay Hersey is. Apparently he's highly rated. Pleased to see Zach Robinson sign on. I know you, you Leeds love Child, but it, it'd be good to see whether or not our youth players are going to be as good as what we're talking about, because ultimately that's, that's what we're going to need. No, I, I agree agree with some points and disagree with others, so I'll go through them. Good, uh, good. You, my, you disagree. <laughs> well, mainly we chat. But uh, my my uh, issue, I think I think a lot of people's issues was because the transfer windows last year and the players we brought in were so bad in the end. Do you know what I mean? The Baboodies, the Presleys. You looked at Presley and thought he was at Brentford B team. He scored, what, 30-plus goals. Everyone thought, yes, we're getting another fours in. And it turned out we, we he was an absolute flop. In my opinion, he was a flop. Mabudi, I think he scored a goal against Chef Wednesday. Everyone was like, Blimey, we've got a player here. Turned it on in some games and then went missing others. And everyone thinks, ah, is it going to be the same next season? I hope not. And your Darius Charles one, I don't think that will be the same with Pierce because he's played a lot more games in preseason than Darius did last year. Uh, I like the fact that now I think we've got a team, like I, I mentioned this a few few times last season on the podcast, that Asal, he's a little bit of a bastard. We all love that. He gets involved in scraps and there was no one backing him up. Hennigan would come over, kind of put him... I can't see... I can see Pierce and Gunter being the first ones there going, look, do you know what I mean? All in, one in, one in, all in kind of thing. Uh, the thing I disagree with with Jack regarding the Charlton links, I, I kind of... Because I, I, I mentioned this on the spaces, my only worry was... Did he? They were not good enough to play for JJ at Charlton in League One. Gunter didn't play under JJ there, uh, and Davison was sent out on loan. But is that because again we've seen League One is a different gravy? You you can be not good enough for League One, but you can be like it's like Mitrovic at Fulham. 
great in the championship, doesn't score goals in the premiership. Championship's very similar. You can be mustered in the championship, not very uh, sorry, mustered in League One, not very good in championship. You can be mustered in League Two, not very good in League One. I think, uh, remember, Davison scored nine goals in 23 games last year for Swindon in League Two for a team pushing. And then nine goals came in the last three months of the season. So he got, he's got goals in them. I, I think he's been brought in because JJ knows that he will get 100% out of him and he will get 100% out of Assel up front. And the way we're going to play is hopefully we're going to be, them two are going to be putting the defence under a lot, a lot of pressure. Uh, and then the other players can score. Danny, your point, uh, I think big, big season for players. I think it's a massive season for Chislet. Yeah. Because up. McCormick, I think he might... I don't know if he'll start on Saturday. I, I, hopefully he will because I think he's better than Chislip. But Chislip played a couple of good games last year in League One and I don't. it really bothered me a little bit. I've always been... I was critical of Chislip. I didn't think he was good enough. But then against Charlton, he played really well. He'd he done a couple of good games last year and then he, he wasn't getting picked again. He was straight out of the team under Robbo. I think it's a massive season for him. Again, I agree with Will. It's a massive season for Will. Does he start for you on Saturday? Who? Chislip? Getting your... If McCormick's, if McCormick's not fit enough, then Chislett starts. Chislett starts for you. Jack, Chislett we'll starts for you, Saturday. We're going to pick uh, our team later, mate, so don't let's not step right, on my toes right, right now, yeah? Right. Uh, Hershey's been offered out on loan. Has he? So, yeah, Hershey. Bendel got offered out on loan, but I think now, I think we forget as well, I don't know if you two have probably, you probably will say you haven't, but we can use five, it's five subs next year. Yeah. So, I think we keep, ben, I keep, I think we keep Bendel around the first team. I don't feel... You know, like uh, Pep did with... Uh, what's his name? Foden. Keep him around the first team. Keep him with Pierce. Keep him with Gunter. I think Gunter's going to be a big, big player for us this year because he ain't come to not play. He's come to play. He wants to go to the World Cup. And if he's injured or if he's not playing, he won't go to the World Cup in Qatar. And we don't have two weeks off, Danny. We keep playing during the World Cup. No, we have a good break, I think. No, we don't. Uh, I think you carry on playing through, yeah. I'm do we really? Cool. Yeah, we do league two. Do I thought I thought we had I Premiership. Do off, and I thought we had the group stages off. No, no, no we just carry on playing oh, the whole right. way through. We're carrying on. Let me get the oh, fixture list up again. That's okay. But yeah, but, but yeah, I'd I'd keep Bendel involved. I really would. I think he's going to be mustard for us. Really do. I think he'll be one of the next one that goes on for big money. Jack Curry, I've not seen enough of him. Uh, I'd like to have him to play the decent level before coming in at league two, but. Conference South is only two divisions below. Redoni, so. though, Redoni was casuals, didn't he? he yeah, it's true. No, I, I get I get your point there. But who's our club captain, by the way, chaps? I, I think he's going to be Pierce because if you looked pre-season, they went on some darts thing and everyone was calling him Skip and Skipper. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. And I'd have him over Woodyard all day long because you know me, I'm not a big if fan. If he's going to play, that is. Yeah, I think Woodrow's going to find it very hard to get back into the team. I don't know what yeah, you think. Yes. But one I'm really excited for is Paris Magoma. And I, it worries me because he's never played men's football before and we've dissed people that haven't played men's football, like Presley and people like that. But if you speak to Brentford fans, you speak to anyone who knows about their Brentford B team, they are literally raving about him. And I think he's one that they've sent out on loan to get into their first team in a year or two. He's not come here like Presley to get a bit of experience. He's come here to play games because they expect him to be playing. I mean, you've got to expect the younger... Now. There's always a couple of youngsters that you get on loan who's a bit of a gamble, because you don't know much about them. They're going to come and get experience. So from that angle, I think he's about as good of a good a, a gamble and a loan as there is, really. I think I think he seems to be a good shout. Yeah, just to clarify, Dan, sorry, we do not stop. We go 10th of December, 17th, 26th, 29th, then the 1st of Jan, 7th of Jan, 14th of Jan, 21st of Jan. 
actually. When did the we World go... Cup start? Is it mid, mid November? November, yeah. So we go all the way through that as well. Wow. Okay. Well, I put a Might have a week. There's 29th October and then the 12th of November, but we've got the cups as well. So yeah, I, I, I don't think we swap. So yeah, I, I said Paris is the one I'm really box to box player and, and by all accounts, he's uh, impressed in pre season. So go on, Jack. Yeah, I think Paris coming in. Uh, I did see something on Twitter saying that their head of development was saying that he's the best player that he's seen come through Brentford. Like the not the academy because I don't I think they close their academy, but their their youth kind of setup. He said he's the best player that he's seen, which obviously speaks volumes about him. And he can play in that more attacking role as well. So obviously with this speculation of Maka potentially potentially on a move to Bristol Rovers, I don't think it will happen this summer, but maybe January or if he can slot into that central attacking mid role, I'd, I'd be happy with that. But see that that thing with the link to Bristol and McCormick maybe going in January, I think that's a good thing for us because that means he has to play well from now till January to get a move. Because if you're not playing well and you're not in the team and stuff like that, no one's really, Bristol ain't going to look at him and think, oh, we'll bring him back. So if he's playing well and people then look at him, then they're going to have to pay good money for him because he's on a contract. Uh, I'm excited to see if George Marsh plays a lot more this year. I don't think he played enough again last year. He's one of my favourite players. Uh, but yeah, Paris, you don't... Brentford B don't spend money on players. They don't go out and buy all their players. They get like Presley's and stuff like that for free, I think. But they went out and bought him from Spurs youth team. And they, you don't do that if you think these these players are not, not, not very good. So yeah, I, he's one I'm quite excited about. But I think there is a lot of worry about, amongst Wimbledon fans because of our bad last year was but yeah understandably Jack you had another point you wanted to say quickly uh, well I'm just going to follow up to what you just said I think the difference between this this loan kind of model that we're having is we're not bringing in the likes of Presley who's never kicked a football in men's football we're bringing in Paris who arguably could be well I've seen Brentford fans say they're very surprised he went down to League 2 they mm. expected him to get at least a like at least a League One, maybe Championship kind of loan. So I think that's a good pull from us. Hudlin, it's a tough one because I think he's got potential to be very good and people comparing him to, well, Peter Crouch. But obviously, you got you got to think that Peter Crouch had a torrid time setting at Liverpool. And you got to say, you've got to hope that he kind of hits the ground running if he does come in. But I, I don't think he's a natural header of the ball after seeing him <laughs> The other day, for someone that big, he just looked, not scared, but he just looks a bit uneasy heading the ball. I think he's very much just, yeah. I'm just it sounds mad saying that, doesn't it? It sounds mad saying yeah. it. But oh, wait, right, what, question, oh, oh, go on, go on. Question I put out on Twitter today, we put our question, we'll do the prediction stuff where we'll finish later and teams and all that. Who's going to be our top goal scorer? Who's going to be our player of the year? Who's going to be our flop? Who's going to be the flop this year? So, come on in. Uh, goal, top goal scorer, player of the year, flop. Danny, start with uh, you. Top goal scorer. Yeah, that's the person who scores the most goals. Okay, I'm just trying to remember what a goal is at the moment, <laughs> um, particularly in the right net. I would say our top goal scorer is going to be, yeah, I, I would say a Sal or a striker that we have not yet signed. I'll say or, you've got to say one or the other. You can't. Oh, have I? Okay, I'm going to then say a player that we haven't signed yet. Come off the fence. A player we haven't signed yet. Right, Jack, yours? I'm gonna say Asal. Just like I think he's got a lot to prove this season, and like as we mentioned earlier, if he if he's looking at the likes of Redoni and thinking I can get to a better club, 
I think this is the season where he's got to seriously step up. And I, I know he's got goals in him, but he's not a natural striker, but he's got goals in him. But also, I think he's got to improve on not being as selfish as he is. Yeah. So he could provide a lot more assist to Davison, but it's just whether, yeah, I think it's just, I'm going to say Assel, but it could be either yeah. or. I like, I like that shout. I think if we get the Assel that burst onto the scene a couple of years ago when he scored against Akron and he scored like five in whatever it was that you play or whatever, how many goals, I think you could be right. If we get Assel from last year, then I don't know. Hopefully we'll get the other Assel. My shout will be, come Grinsby away last game of the season, we're all going to be wearing ponytails or have our hair long because Davison scored like 25 goals and wow. shot us up. Davison's going to be my pick for top goal scorer. And as I, I said, Grinsby or Davison. Definitely Davison. And we're all going to be, as I said, people that can grow there are going to be growing ponytails. The others are going to be wear, like buying wigs to wear up to Grinsby away. Uh, play of the year, Danny. Your play of the year. George Marsh. George Marsh. He's going to Ooh. be, this year, he's going to boss it, I think. And then I think he will be, at the end of the season, he's going to be the one that we were like, oh my God. He's, I, I don't know, he'll either be out of contract or whatever, but he'll be the one that we'll be like, please, please, can we get George Marsh to stay? I think he'll be brilliant this year. Going in, Jack? I'm going to have to agree. I think Marsh has got a lot to, well, not got a lot to prove. I think he was unfairly left out of the team last season. Um, like obviously, when that whole fiasco was saying where he was dropped and apparently his dad said, oh, he's been dropped, but he's fit. And, you know, it's just all that. I think he deserves to be one of the first names on that team sheet because arguably when he played, he was arguably man of the match, not every time, but a lot. He, like, he bosses that midfield. And for someone that is so small, I've never seen someone so good at headers. Like he just he just leaps. <laughs> like I don't know how he does it. He just jumps up and wins everything. But yeah, I think Marsh in a really be... really competitive position. Him would jump yeah. Magoma. Then you can think about Cor- McCormick might play there. Bendel. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about some serious competition in there. No, I agree. And I, it's the problem I've got with a defensive midfielder winning player of the year. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It's usually you're attacking, but Rude only won it last year. You know what I mean? Your Lyles, your Tom Elliott's, do you know what I mean? People that scored the goals and they get all the, the credit. I, I, I do like the shout because, as I said, we're big fans of Marsh on here. Uh, always backed him. But yeah, I agree with Jack. I don't think he played enough last year. I think he was harshly treated, if honest. My, my play of the year is going to be the Ponytail Wizard again. If, if, wow. if, if Well, if he scored, as I said, if, if he's our top scorer, and he, as I said, I think someone said his form last year for Swindon, 1923. If he had played a full season for him, he would have been in the 20s. I think it would have been something like that. So I think if he gets 25 goals, that would then get us near the playoffs, near automatics. I don't know how he doesn't win it. So if I'm predicting him to be our top scorer and scores 20, 20 plus goals, how can I not predict him then to be our yeah. player of the year? So I think him, uh, other chance, I think other shouts will be. The Jack Curry's uh, and people like that, really, and yeah, McCormick might be in with a shout if he gets more assists and goals this year. But so, who I know most people's pick, and this is it was the one one pick that everyone done on Twitter. But let's before I say that, what is your flop, Danny? Who's going to flop this year for Wimbledon? Hudlin, Hudlin or Gunter? I think Hudlin is just. Um, I feel that. If, the kind of player that he is, he's going to be very hit or miss. And like Jack said, if he's not, if he's not naturally a big, big, strong target man, um, I, I will. I did see him in, to be honest, last year playing matches on TV, and I watched the Solihull 
getting to the final of the playoffs. And I, I was quite impressed with him. I thought he was quite mobile. I thought he looked quite decent. But playing in League Two, the pressure of being at Wimbledon, the pressure of being potentially our biggest, or not just tallest, but our, our big striker, plus he's going to be at least a couple of weeks off, means that he's going to be a couple of weeks behind. It gives Davidson and Sow a bit of a run, a run up. And I, I just, yeah, I've got a bit of concern. And I think Gunter, it's just a question of, does he run out of steam? Does he get distracted from the World Cup? Do we get to, does he get to the World Cup and have a niggle? Do we, how much football are we going to get out of him? But yeah, I think, I think Hudlin would be, again, whether it's, whether the flop, a flop's the right word, I don't know, but he is definitely someone that I'm, I'm not overly concerned about, considering that he's a prime loan in a prime position. Jack? I think, well, I think it depends. I think right wing back Gunter, I think, has potential to have recipe for disaster after seeing why from Charlton fans why he was left out of the team because it apparently leaves so much space on that right hand side. I mean, from the games I've seen pre season, he looks pretty, he looks solid. And I know Charlton fans do kind of blow their own trumpet and think they're a Premier League team when they're not. But um, yeah, I think. Where does Gunter, he play, Jack? Right wing back or right back? Uh, right wing back. Right wing back. Sorry, Jack. I think. Well, I think he under Jackson he would have would have would play a right wing back, but I think he's naturally a a right back. Okay. But his pace, yeah. his legs aren't as they as quick as they were. So you you also got to remember Cholton in League One. They played a they turned a winger into a right wing back who was quick as anything. A young mm-hmm. lad who they turned into a wing back who done really well for him. Can't yeah. remember his name, but he he literally burst onto the scene from. And I'm with you, Jack. You can't really take into account what Charlton fans say. You know what I mean they live on the they live in a shadow of Millwall, so I ain't listening to them. But anyway, is that your flop then, Jack? Is it Gunter or? Um, I want to I want to agree with Danny again. I think Gunter maybe as a right wing back could be exposed a little bit, but I think Huddling, I think. I think he's got a lot to lot to prove, and I don't think he'll be as good as people making out just because he's six foot eight. But yeah, I think that's the only six foot nine actually, mate. Average. He just took took some height off him. I I disagree with both of you, and I disagree good. with everyone. Disagree with us. Say Davison and muck up your whole idea. Go yeah, on. yeah, he's gonna be out for no. I I think Hudlin's actually going to be our Cole Lieburn kind of iconic player that's going to well, come one in. One goal in 35 games, sort of iconic, yeah? Yeah, but it's going to be a massive goal that maybe gets us promoted or something and he'll go home like a hero. I think Gunter, I think everyone's going to eat their words on Gunter. I think he's going to be solid. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be a leader. He's come to play games. He's only signed a year contract. If he wanted to, he could have gone to a club for a year or two. He's coming for a year. He wants to play in the World Cup. He's going to be playing with Gareth. He plays with Gareth Bale, Ramsey's. He's no mug. He's dropping down to League Two to come and play football to hopefully do something special. And I think you lot are going to eat your words. Good. My, my flop, and this probably won't be a surprise because everyone thinks I hate the geezer, but I think it's going to be Alex Woodyard this year. I, I just don't think he gets into the team at the moment with Marsh and Paris in there, um, McCormick or Chislett in front of them, and then two strikers. Do you know what I mean? I just don't see how he plays. I, I thought he was a headless chicken in League One. I don't get how that doesn't change in League Two. I just think he's he's not going to be good enough and everyone will realise, unfortunately, he was the worst Wimbledon captain we had and he's not going to be that good. But that's just my opinion. He, you know, he definitely, one. definitely, if I'm picking an 11, he definitely starts for me. Okay. Well, he if doesn't, he's picked that, he starts. I know it's not about stats, but you've got to think he was like the top interceptions and or it might have been tackles, actually. But he, like he... He's a bulldog in the middle of that midfield. I know you don't particularly think that fondly of him, but 
last season, I think you would be the first name on the team sheet. Well, but you are entitled, Lee. To, to your, your own opinion. opinion. Yeah. Well, Aaron Presley, <laughs> I said Aaron Presley would be a superstar. Yeah, and look how that went. And you owe me that. Yeah, it's 10 good. goals, weren't it? You said he scored. Yeah, anyway. yeah, he scored 10 in training. Let's move on. Let's move on. And when we come back, we'll discuss the new kits. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Okay, welcome back. And we're going to be discussing the new kits. Obviously, we Twitter spaces the other day. If you heard that, we discussed the new home shirt, which I'm not 100%. I, I, I'll say I'm not 100% on the kits until I actually see them in person. I've not seen them in person. I've only seen pictures and videos and stuff like that. So I'll make my mind up. The new away kit, first off, I thought, oh, it looked really nice. And then when I saw Rob uh, Robin's kit man's picture the other day, I thought, actually, it's not as nice as I thought. The red and green one looks really nice as well. Uh, but yeah, are we mad? Have we have we thrown ourselves under the bus by doing two blue kits home and away? Yes. Right. I don't. I, I know that, that they are very, very different shades. I get that. But I, I'm struggling to understand or even think of another club. And please let me know another club that's had the same colour or a similar colour in their home and their away kits. I don't know. Personally, I would have had the the away kit as the home kit. I think the away kit looks quite nice. I quite like that that era. Um, in in fairness to to Robin, when he put the picture up of what the colours are like, they you can tell that there is a difference. Yes. But uh, personally, I just I don't quite understand why we had to have two blue colours. Why could it not have just been a? Because ultimately, if we're playing someone like Palace. You can't wear it, or if you're wearing someone who's got a mid blue, a Millwall, you can't wear it. Sure. So I, I'm a bit uns. I, I'm I don't really understand why we've done it. Why don't hold but, it back for a year? It sounds for me, it feels like a massive cock up. Jack, sorry, I know you're going to comment in one second, but I want to say, when are we playing Palace and Millwall? In the once, cups, maybe possibly in the once, cups, Carabao once, Cup, once, twice a season. Johnson's pain. Yeah, but exactly. That's the point. Why? Why right. would we have anyway, that? Jack, what do you think? I mean, I do. I know a Pompey did have it uh, like kind of early two thousands. They had the light blue and the dark blue. Okay. Kind of the one with like the like uh, Ty with like, in the heart as a kind of sponsor. But I, I like the principle of it. I like the fact that at home we'll be always playing in that kit, and away we'll still be playing in blue if there's not a kit clash. I do like the the thought behind it. I think the third kit is. The, it's obviously the same colourway as last season, which I think was the biggest seller kits, I think, or it was a higher selling kit. So I do like it, but it's just, I didn't want to make judgment until I saw all three because I think it's yeah, very yeah. It's, it's very kind of easy to go, I don't like it. But the home kit is a throwback to obviously 20, 20th year anniversary, which I like. Um, it's incorporating that a little bit. And then obviously the away kit is just, the 90s Wimbledon FC kids, which I think are just, I like the colours, but I, I do see people's kind of, kind of disdain or like towards why they, I'm just why struggling, they, Jack, to be honest. The same colour. I know is desperate to come in because he loves a kit. I'm just struggling to understand the principle. So, and if I'm wrong, let me know. So every gamer at home, we're going to wear what I would call the lighter blue and yellow. Yes. If we play away and 
the light blue kit is not clashing with we're playing Grimsby black and white, right? Are we wearing the blue kit, the light blue? Is that the principle, or is it whatever happens? If there's no color cat clash, we are dark wearing blue. the dark blue. Yeah, I think if there's no if there's no color clash, I think we'll always wear the dark blue. Kit, so so I, we're always playing in blue. My my understanding was the rules changed that you had to wear your away kit if you were playing at home, unless there was a color clash. So say we were going to say uh, Doncaster. Yeah. Doncaster were red and white. Yeah, yeah. so we would wear, wear we would wear. The, no, we'd have to wear a wave kit, which yeah. was white or something like that. When I went, we, we wore yellow. But, but yeah, yellow. Why Why can't we wear the blue and yellow shirt? Why couldn't we wear a home shirt away to Doncaster? Because there's no kit clash and we're, do you know what I mean? And I think they kind of bought in. So the third kit weren't just a, again, this could, I don't, this is what I think I believe is correct. Is yeah. that the third kit then weren't being used and it was just the money making for clubs to right. use third kits. So that way you had to, if it was a massive clash, you then had to wear your third kit. So now we're at home wearing blue and yellow, we're away wearing blue, well, blue and gold. Do you know what I mean? So we're always going to be in our, our So we'll never colors. wear the light blue kit away from home, ever? I can't see that. I don't know how we so would. The, the dark blue or the green, the red and green, so there can't be a clash. It's got to be. My, my problem with the kits is we've got the special home kit because the celebration, that's one year. The away kit, is going to be used as an away kit for one year. Then it moves to our third kit and it's going to be our third kit. The, the third kit is going to be used for one year and one year only. So next year, we're going to have a new home and away shirt again, which I'm guessing there'll be for two seasons. But for me, it's a hell of a lot of money to be bringing in over the next two or three years for people to go and ask people to spend on kits, which are 50 pound a shirt. Do you know what I mean? My boy has already asked. He wants all three of them. And I know Jonesy, when we'd done the Twitter spaces, said, well, it's like if your boy asked you for a PS5 or an Xbox, you would buy, you wouldn't buy them both. But football is totally different to buying a game. Do you know what I mean? Going, oh, you can have that game. at your... But every kid's going to want the kits, isn't they? And it's hard not to say yes to them because... I don't agree with you, Lee. I think if, if, if your little kid who you love dearly wants a PS5 or an Xbox and you can afford it, you're buying them both. Yeah, I get it, but I'm talking That's about the people that can't afford it. Do you know what I mean? But people find a way with football to afford the kits. They do. Do you know what I mean? You never say, you always buy them. I just, I don't get why we're, we're going to have that now. But if I get it right, I think, as I said, it's going to be home one year. We're going to have a new home one next year. That'd be two years. So what's that? That's two kits over three years for the home. The away one, that's going to be two kits over three years. And the third kit's going to be two kits. That's two kits, two shirts. That's two, four, six shirts over three years. But don't, but don't you think, I just, I, I might be going mad here, but I just think it's all a complete load of nonsense. I just, why, how come where we're, a kit has been announced only one week before the start of the season? For me, this is, this just completely and utterly looks like a massive cock up. It looks like a, we haven't got the kit that we wanted, or we wanted a pink with blue stripes. Oh, do you know, we haven't got it. We have got this navy. Well, we could pass it off as that. We'll dye the colour. For me, I, I don't understand the logic of it for me why not keep that darker blue for next year as the home kit and then you just go with a white I, I don't understand the logic of having those two kits this year then what the next year there's nothing to work with i i find it i'm finding it hard to understand the logic of it I'm sure there is and i'm sure when we see them i quite like both kits i think they look fine but th they are for me far too similar and i wouldn't be comfortable watching a game with both kits if i'm honest I, I, i'm not saying that they're completely and utterly 
alien or alike, but I, I would have a challenge on that. Anyway, go on, Jack. Uh, I think Jonesy, when he came on the Twitter spaces, explained it yeah. quite well. I think it's more, I, w- I would say a cock up, yeah, but it's more we left it so late that by the time we were like deciding what manufacturer to go with, by the time other clubs had designed their kit and locked it in, yeah. we were still kind of, who do we go with? And people still designing it. So it's, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say it's a rushed botched job because I think they look really nice, but I think we had a lot limited things and aspects to work with and less time. So I think that's yeah, really that. why it's a bit rushed. That. And I, I kind of agree with both points a little bit. I agree with you, Jack, because again, Jones, you come on and he, he was really quite... Uh, Honest with what he was very, he was very good actually. Really, yeah, interesting. And what, and he, he done it really well. That's on the Twitter space of which you can find on our Twitter page. Uh, one was dream, but my, my thing that's obviously that was a Joe Palmer fuck up. Joe Palmer apparently left it too late, was yeah. messing around with ideas. The, the design of the kits, I think, as you said, Jack, are quite nice. The problem I've got with it is that we've been sitting on these, we know we've known what the kit is for ages, so we could have released it ages ago. Like Danny said, we could have done it. There's people that have known what these shirts look like months ago. And I mean, some of them have been put out into the ether for some of our fans knew what they were months ago. Well, I knew the kit was going to be red and green. Didn't know what it looked like, but I knew a week, two weeks ago that our third kit was red and green. Do you know what I mean? I, and, uh, and most people knew a month or two ago that we were going to have another blue away kit, that the home kit was going to be blue and the away kit was going to be blue. But everyone thought it was a bit of a joke. So we've known what the kits look like and are going to be like. So why could we not announce? It's not like we've done some flash announcement. Do you know what I mean, it's no slate at Chris fault because of the way he did it. But we could have announced it the way we announced it months ago and maybe got pre-orders in already and stuff like that. And I, one Before I come to you, Jack, I just want to give a good shout out to uh, Matt Haylock and the team at the club shop who are working late to try and get the shirts out to people. People have ordered one and before the season starts. We're not the only club. If you look into it, Stockport said their, their shirts are not going to be ready till November. They will not be able to get their hands on their shirt until November. They can buy them now, but they can't get them until November. So we, we've got to be thankful for the team that are trying their best to get the shirts to the fans to wear on a match day. But I still think we should have released what we were doing months ago. Go on, Jack. Yeah, I think maybe releasing it a bit sooner. I know you obviously want to build hype and kind of, yeah, just hype around it. But I think even just Palmer making a deal with uh, Centacle to uh, have the kits released. I know it was meant to be mid-June, wasn't it? Or yeah, was it mid- and I don't know, one, why you'd make a deal with Centacle when you've got a brand new stadium that you just built and you can have <laughs> it there. But it's just missing a trick there, I think. Yeah, but there seems just... to be so much on this kit. But the, the thing I would always say, though, is regardless of what happens, I can't, I don't imagine in a perfect world, if you said, right, we're going to put this out to the whole fans. I want you to design a home and away kit or whatever. Nobody comes back with two blue kids. Nobody. You might mm. come back with a blue home and a blue away, a blue striped one or fine. But, and I'm not saying and exactly what Jack said. Mark was excellent the way he spoke about it. I understand it. It's a, it's a pressure deal. And the club, rightly, are like, well, we've got this dark blue. I'll tell you what we can do. We can pass it off as Warren Barton shirt. Or do you remember the shirt when we were Stuart Castledine scored at Coventry? I get it. I totally get why they've done it. But, it's just another example of a, of a bit of a botch job from people at the club. And it's a shame because for me, that, that would have been a really good home kit next year. Thing for me is I think we need to get away from the celebratory kits. I mean, this is 20 years ago. This is the FA Cup shirt. Bring them shirts back as one off. Like bring the old with the fluffy 
sponsor if you can back. I'd love to buy an old 88 shirt or an old Hummel shirt or an Adidas shirt. Do you know what I mean? Try and bring them back. You don't have to have the Adidas badge. You can just bring it like a replica kind of of our old shirts. Bring them back, sell them in a club shop. I think they will sell. I don't know why we have to do it for our football shirts all the time. Do you know what I mean? But which shirt are you going to buy if you're going to buy one? Which one? You had one. I gave you 50 quid on Saturday and said you can buy one shirt. Very kind of you, Lee. Very, very kind of you. I'm not going to. I normally buy the zip up, the the walking out. That's not why I asked. I know it's not what you asked. I'm just saying, I'm telling you what I normally purchase. But now, as you're paying, I've got a big I've got a big issue with that. The big issue? What are you selling the big issue with? <laughs> yeah, well, I look homeless. You will be, you'll be after you buy them free kits, mate. I'm telling you. Six. I'm, I'm getting the oh, away shirt. The right. dark blue gold. Jack, before, right. before, sorry, I know Danny does this all the time. I've got a big thing with the walkout jackets. I think from the front, it looks it brilliant. Go. I said this on Twitter. Blue and yellow, lovely. Why do we have to plaster AFC Wimbledon or Wimbledon writing all over the back or all over the arms? Just leave. Blue and yellow, nice. Badge, make. Done. Don't put yeah. Wimbledon all over the back of it. Why? You're worried about turning up at because the Hartlepool game. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll sell as many of them as we would if it was without the writing, but we might not sell as many now because of the well, writing. What you're saying is you're not proud of the club. That's absolutely. No, I'm pro- well, it's got no, a badge no, on it fine. anyway. That's it's blue, fine. you know, got a badge. You don't need Wimbledon written on the back of it. No? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes simplicity is nicer, isn't it? Thank you. Yes, and that's what. Well, yeah. that's why that's I have. Why Dan- that's why I have Danny on here. That's why I get Danny on here every week. Go on in. Check. <laughs> uh, I think if I had to buy one, it would be that away kit. I think that's. I just think it, at first I was a bit unsure about the color colorway and the clash, or whatever. But I think it's just looking at it when obviously Rob put the picture up uh, next to each other. I just think that away kit is just. I love it. Uh, that is going like if I had to buy one kit, it would be that definitely. I love it. Nice. I I, I, I kind of agree. I think the away kit. I think the away kit is going to outsell the home kit, which would be a strange one. Uh, I do like the red and green. I do think the red's nice, but yeah, I think I'm going to have to look. I, I'm the only one wearing club colours on the pod as well today with the new training gear. No, not club colours. You're wearing a, just wearing a, a white shirt with women and badge on it. Well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, simplicity. Right, exactly. looks club nice. colours, is it? I make it look good. That's what it yeah, means. I've got anyway. My little daughter's hat here. Is that all right? Look. Anyway, we're going to move on. And when we come back, we'll make some predictions on where we're going to finish in the league table. Uh, and what we're going to do on Saturday. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back for the last section of today's podcast uh, and we're going to be discussing the game against Gillingham and our predictions for the season. So, boys, where do you... First off, where do you think we are going to finish? Give us an actual number on it uh, and I, then I want you to predict your what would be your starting lineup if everyone was fit and what would be your starting lineup on Saturday? With How many everyone? questions do you want to answer really? Crikey. Well, I'm the quiz. Which one? The, Which I'm one the, do you want to do first? I'm the host. Well, where, where do you think we're going to finish right, first? Go on, you, can start us then. you can start us off. Me, ninth. All right, it's gone quiet. So, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm surprised you answered the question. I thought you like Liz Truss and Richie you're... Sinek just moaning <laughs> each other. Well, we don't do politics on it. Hey, you're you're the man that sits on the fence. It's unbelievable. 14th. The man that's splintered. 14th. 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 Mate, if we finish 14th, I'm having JJ's neck. Go oh, on then, Jack. Yeah. Uh, 10th. Yes. Oh, he split us. Yes. Yeah. He split us. Good one. Also, you know one thing we've never mentioned on the podcast, actually? How good looking our manager is. 
Unbelievable. Anyway, Danny, you've got a good set of hair as well. I'm quite jealous. Your hair's looking good, actually, Dan. Sorry, mate. Looking good. Anyway, team on Saturday. What team would you pick if everyone was fit? Everyone was fit. You've got a whole squad at the moment. A whole squad? Okay, I've got it already. I've written down in front of me on the old post. Um, the, the, the biggest, one of the biggest challenges was the keeper. Because along with many positions, I feel that that one is an area of concern. But I've still gone with Zanev. Feel like Agreed. I've got to. I've gone with um, Pierce. I'm, play- I'm playing a three-five-two type formation. Right, cool. I don't know really much, but I know we're talking about three-four-threes. I'm going a three-five-two, pretty standard. So I've gone for Pierce, Nightingale, and Kalambai. Lee Brown doesn't get in my team. Been injured, but also I thought he was very average last year. Jack Curry starts at left wing back, and Chris Gunter starts at right wing back. I've gone with Marsh and Woodyard. Um, I've then gone for um, McCormick behind Davison and Asal. That's like my it. formation. Thank yeah. you. Goodbye. Jack? My, honestly, mine wouldn't be too dissimilar. I think Zanev, I think, should start, but I think Broom will kind of edge his way into the side. But um, yeah, you've, so you've got the back three of Will, Pierce, and PK. And then you've got Gunter and Bendel, uh, not Bendel, sorry, uh, Curry, Gunter and Curry as the wing backs. Um, I think Paris, Marsh, and Maka just ahead. I think, yeah, and then obviously Assal and Davison up top. But I think, I think Paris will keep Woody out the team. Wow. And I think, but I'd, I'd, I mean, I would prefer Woody to start and maybe have Paris come on a bit more forward. Because he's got the well against Reading passes the passes that we maybe lacked like going through the lines, the passes that we lacked last year, especially with Assal and Davison running onto balls. But yeah, that would be my lineup. I think the, the, the one plus for me is that we all know that Woodyard ain't going to start because he's injured and he's been out for pretty much all preseason. I think it is now, yeah. so he's going to be he's going to be out for possibly month weeks months still to yeah. come. So that's that's a plus on, from my point of view. I think my team, Zanev starts for me as well at the moment. I think we know what he can do as a professional footballer. He's played men's football. Brooms, not played men's football. And I'd, I'd like to have seen us bring in a keeper, which I don't think we're going to do now. I'd like to have seen an experienced keeper come in. But yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I'd start Zanev. I'd have Pierce, Lee Brown and Callumbay. I wouldn't start Will. Okay. But if Brown is injured, then obviously Will comes in. He's the natural... Shame, I really gutted Dan Soccer's left, which yes. I never thought I would have said yeah. last year. Really, that's his that's his formation, that's his we position. Replaced him either, I think. No, I don't think we have at the moment. Then Jack Curry left wing back. I, I still think we're going to bring in a couple of players before Saturday. Before uh, Saturday. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll bring in a win back wow. before the weekend. Uh, Not we, including Osu signing on. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't sign on. Okay. Yeah, he can go now for me. He ain't that good. He ain't that great. See you later, mate. Too late. We'll get a loney or someone to come in. I think we need a, we need someone who can play left wing back or right wing back. We do need an Osu type, but someone who's better than Osu. Do I mean who's as versatile? Um, Maka, if he doesn't, if he's not fit enough, then I'd be happy to have Chislet just behind Asao and Davison huddling on the bench. Is our is our bench strong enough, or is it because five subs? It still looks quite weak to me. Depth is, I think, it's a problem. I think we've got. If it was three subs, uh, I'd be. 
relatively happy. Uh, but at five, you need that depth. And I think looking at the bench, you've got youngsters like Bendel. It, can he come on and change a game? Or like Hudlin, can he come on? I think we still lack that experienced striker like a Hilton or yeah. uh, a Telford. Who else of. are we missing then, Jack? A striker? What else do you think you're missing? Uh, I think a striker coming in on loan. I know there's been some talks about uh, one particular player coming in on loan, but I'm not sure whether that's going to happen or not. But I think well, we still need you, a wing back. Who's that? About who's, Nathan Young Nathan, Coombs. Yeah, Coombs. I, I've heard that apparently he was meant to be announced and then just heard nothing. Where, where's he from? He's uh, from Brent, Brentford. Brentford. B team. He was at Rangers before that in their B team or their under 23s. And they had a season where they came out of playing their youth teams. Yeah. And they went and played the best youth teams around the world. So they were playing Bayern Munich one week, Barcelona the next week. Yeah. Done extremely well. He scored 42 goals for Brentford B team last year. I know it's hard to because Presley scored 35 at that level. But rumours, yeah, Jack, like he was going to be announced and it went cold. Apparently he was then off to Swansea, but that's gone cold. I've heard that there's still a good positive uh, pos- possibility that he could still sign. He'd be, I'd, I'd love him to sign, but he's the kind of player we need. Someone that can play either attacking midfield or striker. Yeah. Because we, we, I think that's where we lack. If McCormick is injured, we've only got Chislett. Who do you bring on if, say, McCormick's out of the game, he's not playing, Chislett's playing, and you have to, you have to take him off? Who do you bring on? Well, I think it's the argument of Mag Homer. I think people say he can play more attacking-minded central midfield. I mean, I, if that's if he can play there and he's got the ability to play there, which I think he's shown glimpses of, I, I wouldn't be too dissatisfied putting him there. But I think we need a right wing back because I think Gunter maybe should could go into that centre back role, maybe where Will is. Um, but especially with uh, Biller injured, I think when he comes back, I reckon he'll be pushing for that. Because yesterday, Edmund Black, uh, Brack, but uh, Josh Parker and Brandon Pirrick will not be signing for AFC Wimbledon. They're the two lads we've had on trial. Pirrick went, was on loan. Didn't he have a trial at Portsmouth as well? He had a trial somewhere else as well, yeah. So them two, them two won't be coming in. So I'm guessing if we're not looking at signing them two anymore, that Young Coombs could be happening or someone something's got to be happening before Saturday. It's to meet the manager as well tonight which is Thursday, this is when this goes out. So could could we be announcing a new player at the meet the manager? No. No. Oh cool. We'll just So you reckon it's a wing back, a striker, keeper? I don't think we'll bring a keeper in. I just think they cost too much money for what we want and we can only then get a loan, get a loan. youngster. Mm. You ain't gonna get an experienced loan who ain't gonna cost you a lot of money. No for no free no free cotton no Free contract. Who would you be, who would you be thinking of? No idea. I don't That's know. What I, I, mean, know so. I mean, Jamal Black Blackman just signed for Exeter as example. I know they're the league above, but I wonder how many um, keepers. We are were away. after him a couple of years as well. Go yeah, on. I just wonder whether we whether the keeper is becoming a problem. Well, I think I, we could, I think we're going to have to look at it ten games in and say, well, has Zanev performed? Has Broom come in and done well? I, I my understanding was. JJ wanted to look at them in pre-season and see how they got on. Maybe he's been impressed with both of them and thinks they're going to be good enough. I, I don't think they are. I don't. I don't even know if Broom is good enough. I don't, I've not seen enough of them, so it's hard to comment. But I do think that wing back striker is more important than the goalkeeper at the moment. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there's uh, to give you just some ideas of keepers who are free. Alex Smithies. 
Um, David Martin, Connell Truman. They're three, and we had Connell Truman before, and he, he, I don't know if he's an improvement. I, I don't I, know. I wouldn't have Connell Truman over Zanev, unfortunately. Okay. They're the only three. I've, I'm, I'm just on the transfer marked website, but there were just three names I thought would be interesting. I just feel like... David Martin, isn't he the guy that he retired about 20 years ago? Wasn't he? No, he was uh, the... Alvin. One of the players for West Ham. No, well, yeah. Yeah. Dave... Millwall, who had a blinder and then chucked the ball in his own goal in, against um, Brighton in the quarter. Well, no, and Martin, it played in goal for Arsenal. He played for played for West Ham goal as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know whether or not we what? do much with the keepers. How many loans have we used? We've lost what three Magoma. of our loans? Mago is no Magoma's one. Magoma and um, Hudlin. Hudlin too. So we still got three loans as yeah. well to use. And I don't know when. I, when does the I'll loan window close? We don't use all three. I'd be amazed as well. My one of my friends said that he's uh, JJ's really close to uh, Chris Powell at Spurs. And he was—he's quite surprised that we've not bought one Spurs player in yet. Maybe yeah, we will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like I totally agree with Jack. I think we need a, a, a proper what I would call—I feel we're missing a striker, and I feel we're missing a right wing back. I think centre back we've got enough to kind of cobble around. So you're going a right wing back over a left wing back. So you're happy with Jack? I'm, I'm just saying a wing back. Right. Yeah. Wing back. Yeah, that's someone that can play both sides. Yeah. I mean, right. Lee Brown for me doubles up as a left wing back as well with Jack Curry. On the right wing back, I know, I know what you mean, but he he can technically play there as a right wing back. We've got see because my thing is we're we're putting a lot of pressure on Jack Curry to play a lot of games. Of course, you know I mean, and he he hasn't got no competition whatsoever. You look at you think who can play there? I'm not having Lee Brown as a left wing back. I don't think he's got the pace anymore to get. Well, up that's and down, where but... the Osu chat will come. Whether if he signs on, but he played. He's he really he annoying does... me. He he is, uh, just holding the club to ransom. But he plays both sides, and he that's the key with us. Really right, anyway, let's crack on. What predictions for Saturday? What's the score going to be? Jack, go with you first. I'm going to go two-one to us. I think, yeah, I, I think they're going to come out because obviously their manager gave. Well, you saw the interview at the end of last season. He was not happy, was he? And he got rid of all the players that he said are not fit to wear the shirt. And I think he's really drilled into them and kind of bought players in that. He's lost players as well, but he's bought in players that he knows will play his for way. that, yeah, for for that shirt or his way, whatever. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'd love to kick off the season with a win because I think that would dust off the cobwebs of last season. But we'll see. But I think we'll win two one. I'm going to say a back foot draw. What I mean by that is I feel that Gillingham are going to play well, and I think we'll we'll be a little bit under par. We might nick something. We might take the lead and be, be struggling. I think uh, maybe a 1-1. And I think, unfortunately, we'll still have a few more questions than we have answers. Um, but hopefully, it'll be promising. You know, we've got lots of guys who've got... It'll just be... I feel, I feel Davison is such a big and important player because I feel like he's got the potential, the Lyle Taylor thing where he came and he's been OK. We need him to, as our number nine and to come in and to be bossing it about. So I'm hoping to see him really get stuck in. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a 1-1. I agree. I think it'll be 1-1. I think Gillian are going to come. They're going to be hard to beat. I think uh, they're going to, yeah, he's going to have them the way he wants them, which means they're going to be hard to score against. They're going to be defensively solid. I don't think they have much up front. I know they brought that, uh, what's his name, Macron? I can't remember pronounce it. Yeah, Mikael Macron. Uh, yeah. Mandron. Mandron, who was at yeah. Crew. Yeah, we're crew. I'm also sick of playing Gillingham, by the way. I'm absolutely yeah. sick of playing Gillingham. First two games, yeah. Quite happy, quite happy his first game of the season, though. It's just out of the way. 
Do you know what I mean? Get it out of the way. Nice home game. But yeah, I, I reckon we one... We play a week later or something, Darth, didn't we, the Cup? Yeah, in the Carabao Cup, which is... Well, you want a good draw in that, and we didn't really get one. But yeah, anyway. Anyway, boys, thanks very much for joining us. Will you be joining us on Sunday when we do our Sunday debrief over Twitter uh, Twitter Spaces? So on Sunday, we're going to be doing a, a Sunday debrief on Twitter Spaces. It's not going to be a long one. We'll just quickly go through the Saturday's game what we thought and we'll quickly debrief it as honestly as possible good luck good luck I'll, I'll be at a birth i'll be at my little nephew who's come from australia's birthday party so me being dragged away and with the lionesses on the final it's gonna be tricky lee so I'm, i might leave that to you wonderful guys but i'll be listening somewhere somehow sunday debrief yeah it's, it's nice good. nice to be back nice to be back to to football and hopefully a much more fun podcast because last year at the times Lee was pathetic, wasn't it? <laughs> it's hard work. Very hard, hard work. work. Got a lot of stick last year, but yeah. Jack, thanks very much for joining us. Brilliant, mate. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on. No problem. See you all Saturday. Come on, you dance. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.